Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Dee Dee. We are the hilarious outcome of opposing brains sharing a mutual desire to share knowledge and positive thinking about hemp and cannabis. We are here to tear down the walls built by Big Pharma and other big companies that seek to keep the human race in fear and divided. We are here to shatter the myths about hemp and cannabis and change the stigma of this amazing plant. Welcome to Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor podcast. Join us as we venture into this misunderstood and the unknown. Hey, happy hempsters. It's so great to uh, be back in the studio. We had a little, a little, little break. Uh, you know, summer's just starting and it's so pretty out. So we like to get out and enjoy things, but we are back with a brand new edition. Oh wait, was that a song? It was. <laughs> I thought that was a band. It was a band. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I think there was a song too. Oh, but so anyway, many. thank you for joining us again and make sure you're following us on, you know, all the channels because I think we're on every single one of them. And if you have questions, send us an email, info at 502hemp.com and maybe we can answer it on the show. So keep that in mind. We got an interesting topic today. Um, Matt and I have been doing some, I don't know, just some deep level stuff on what's going on in today's world as far as climate issues go. And I'm going to let you take over, Matt. Take over? <laughs> you always do That's anyway. That's a dangerous <laughs> proposition. I know. And I just put my two cents in when it's needed. Um, Yeah. So I, I'm going to try to keep this as funny as I can today because we got to go over some kind of serious topics. Um. So, we all, I think, are aware of global warming at this point. If you're not, uh, go outside, and you will notice uh, that the temperature is 4 to 5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 1.5 degrees Celsius warmer than it was the year before. Um, And that's not just a naturally occurring thing. That is human... Uh, introduced by by humans uh, with our release of what is referred to as greenhouse gases. And again, I'm sorry if this is kind of rudimentary. I'm going to do like a real quick kind of synopsis of greenhouse gas, which traps in uh, the heat that is brought about by the sun, does not allow it to escape, warms our earth. That is mostly in the form of carbon dioxide, also known as CO2. This has started about 200 years ago with something called the Industrial Revolution. The Industrial Revolution is when the United States and Europe began industrializing. That means making things on a mass scale, using machinery, uh, engaging things like electricity, and therefore uh, a fuel source uh, to perpetuate that, which up to this point has been primarily something called fossil fuels. Fossil fuels are fuels mined from the earth that are the result of carbonized decaying matter. We are all made of carbon, and that carbon breaks down, gets trapped. It creates uh, these fuels over millions of years. Millions of years. Millions of years, yes. So that in turn... How long are we on this earth? ...is mined, well, that's... Subject to debate in this uh, podcast. <laughs> it is. Uh, so when that started happening, um, we started changing the landscape of the planet. 
I know at first we didn't realize it, uh, but it, it, it started changing. And in that, two main th- components happen that are affecting us as well as our ecosystem that we, by the way, rely on to survive. Uh, so this, I don't want to have a, I don't, this, I don't want this to be a doomsday po- podcast, but some of the stuff is actually quite serious, guys. There's some and people ladies. that really don't believe any of it, Matt. Yeah. Well, if you don't, like I said, go outside. Um, they still don't believe it. Get in your car and drive to the beach. They think it's uh, just normal. Make a, make a mental landscape of where the ocean is at high tide and low tide. Go back the same time next year. You will see the difference. Um, it is that dr- dramatic at this point and that real. Um, so anyway, the result of the greenhouse gases is the warming of the earth, uh, the melting of the polar I- ice caps, and the rising of the ocean. Now, that may seem like the worst problem, <laughs> but it's actually but, not. Um, um, it, that, that is a, a severe problem and a, a big problem, especially for certain islands in the Caribbean that do not uh, get that much above sea level. Mm. And uh, in the next 50 years could actually be underwater, like Atlanta-style craziness. They've, and, they've talked about Florida being underwater. So. Well... I don't know. I don't know that 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 statistic is true, but I do know that there are some. Um, and by the way, anyone who wants to uh, research this, uh, we'll have tons in the show notes. But I would also encourage you to get on the NOAA website, uh, look at these models. Uh, they are models of of projected future uh, potential future um, effects. Uh, but it's some of them show entire islands now under uh, underwater uh, where people now live and will be displaced and um, lose everything and that is within our lifetime I mean that that's how quickly this this is accelerating so with all that doom and gloom I'm gonna give a little water world um, (laughs) I mean honestly with I can't stand boats man I get sick every time well the good news the good news Didi is before the whole world is underwater we'll already be dead okay because I mean that's a plus, the, right? the the more the more the more serious matter um, that is largely not spoken of uh, until recently is the acidification of the oceans. So what is happening uh, along with this global warming is these greenhouse gases are combining with seawater. Okay, mm-hmm. so when the CO two enters the atmosphere, you know we we think it you know, gets absorbed by the trees, and, and to some extent that's true. Uh, but what lo- in large happens, about 70 to 80% of the carbon dioxide that's released into the atmosphere is absorbed by our oceans. When the carbon dioxide combines with seawater, it creates a weak carbonic acid. Um, and we are obviously producing carbon uh, dioxide at an inc- exp- exponentially increasing late rate. So as this continues, the oceans become more acidic. Um, we've already increased the ocean's acidity by one and a half pH, um, which is enough to have severe effects. Okay. So uh, I'm, I'm going to throw, throw this at you. CO2 is creating carbonic acid that is settling in the oceans 
And um, if, if these statistics are off, please correct me because I'm not a student of science. I am only a student of preservation of human life and, and happiness on this earth. But I know that these most of these statistics are, tr- are true, though they may be muddled. So just a no, kind of a and, disclaimer. Well, and let's talk about CO2 because that's naturally found mm-hmm. in our atmosphere. Correct. Yes. Correct. And it can be used for good. Well, uh, CO2 is actually necessary. Okay. Because for... Just pointing that out because you for, know we use CO2 yes. for an extraction process, man. And for for oh. photo and for photosynthesis to occur within plant life. Correct. Um, and coral, CO2 is necessary. And there's a naturally occurring amount of CO2 that is necessary for life to exist. Right. There is also a tolerable amount of of CO2 that we can produce, uh, that the earth can absorb. Correct. Okay. We've passed that. We, we, we actually surpassed that point in 2017. Yes. And the reason we surpassed that too, has a lot to do with the plant life and how it's being destroyed in these ginormous rainforests for the timber. Okay. Right. So let me get to that. That is true, Mm -hmm. but the plant's, Okay, 70% of the carbon dioxide to oxygen conversion Mm -hmm. occurs in the ocean. Okay. Only 20 to 30% of that conversion happens on land. Mm. So all of the rainforest devastations, terrible, right? Right. Horrible for... it's Animals, everything. Horrible, horrible, horrible. But what we're neglecting and what we don't see is... What actually absorbs that CO2 and makes oxygen for the vast majority of the oxygen on this planet mm-hmm. is in the oceans. Isn't that crazy? You think it is it's crazy. Water. It is crazy. And H2 so, we're, so we're warming it to the point where it is killing these plants and microbes that create the oxygen. Correct. And we're also acidifying it to the point where these plants cannot survive. So essentially what we're doing is we're creating an unbreathable chemical and eliminating the only thing on the planet that can absorb it yep. and There's convert actual it. Coral reefs that are completely being destroyed. Yes. And they're trying to bring that ecosystem back to life by artificial means. I just watched a special on this. My husband yes. watched lots of Smithsonian stuff, there's, but there's, it was, I mean, that's freaking incredible. And it's scary and sad at the same time. Yes. So there's actually only one reef in North America that still exists, and it's off the coast of Florida. Um, and it is about... Six, between 60 and 70% decimated, so already over halfway dead. Um, and there, there's another uh, a graph from, from NOAA, which I would encourage you all to look at, that shows it being gone somewhere between 2030 and 2050 yeah. uh, completely. So, Y'all, that's not that far away. We really, this, this has reached mission critical uh, to all the listeners out there. We are, we are at a point where, where we are officially, as of 2017, at a point where we are expending resources that we cannot get back, mm-hmm. uh, no matter what we do, and it's not going, it's not getting smaller; it's getting larger. Yep. Uh, so you know, I've got a, a ton of stuff here I can read off, but we can get more into that. What I do want to talk about is what we can do to change it and fix it. 
because I refuse to believe that the human race is at a point where we're all doomed and we're all going to die and it's too late. Um, I do think that there are a lot of people out there that don't care. I think that there are a lot of companies out there that don't care because of natural greed. Oh, well, I mean, a lot of the EPA regulations were laxed um, and pollution and all that stuff has increased. Well, but it doesn't matter. You can sit here and talk about the EPA all day long and you'd be right. Mm-hmm. But there are entire nations yes. with no EPA. Very true. Who we are more than happy to buy these products from. So why, who cares about the EPA? We'll just get it from <laughs> country true. A or country B. <laughs> Who has no EPA? Yeah, and they really don't um, care. And that about the right, right. It's a third world and just well, trying to right, survive. No, right. it makes sense. And that's the mindset. Oh, it's another country. It's not our problem. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is a global issue. The ocean. There is no borders in the ocean. There is no borders around. Oh, there's plenty of oxygen here. When the oxygen runs out, we we all die. <laughs> it doesn't matter what country you live in. Whether can't be created in a lab. Whether you're, uh, yeah, actually, it can be lab created. There's, there, I saw this cartoon at one point in time. There's literally the man has an oxygen mask with the one tree that's left. <laughs> Do you know what well, I mean? And you're trying to keep that one tree alive so you can stay alive too and breathe the oxygen it produces. I mean, it's it, it's scary, sad. Right. I think that there are things that we all can do to help. I think there's things that you and I, as an organization with 502 Hemp, that we try to do to help. Um, There's so many things there. I agree. I agree. And and really, uh, I mean, let me just kind of reel myself back here. Uh, He does like it. We can (laughs) we we can we can do a lot as a as companies. We can do a lot as individuals. Um, but what, what, again, and again, here's the buzzword. It, it, it's going to require independent thinking, right? Because, because the reality is when you walk outside and you have a safe living and relatively safe living environment, which a lot of people in the United States do, you have a car, you have a job, you have security. You're not really thinking about much else, right? Oh, it's okay today. It's okay today. Um, it's starting to not be okay today. Uh, and the increase of storms, the disappearance of coastlines, um, and the disappearance of sea life, um, especially shell sea life, um, is, is just becoming glaringly apparent. So anyway, I just want to, before we get too far down the rabbit hole, talk about a few different things that we can do. Um, well, we do know. Hemp truly does make a big difference in our ecosystem. And so I'm, bring it home. I'm going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> so the the easiest way uh, for uh, us all, both as companies and as individuals, uh, to help this situation, and I'm talking of the, I think, 20 tons of carbon dioxide that the average uh, human produces a year, bringing that down to like eight uh, can can happen um, with disposable items, right? Mm-hmm. So that was a big turning point uh, in the Industrial Revolution. Again, I'm, I'm, it's not a four-hour podcast, so I can't walk you through the Industrial Revolution. But somewhere around the 1950s, uh, the United States and then the rest of the 
world uh, entered the disposable era. Uh, we have, you know, I'm going to go ahead and call out the Bit Company, although I don't think that they know what they knew what they were doing at the time um, for this. I don't uh, think most companies did. It started. It started with dipo- disposable pens, then, mm-hmm, then disposable lighters uh, was Click Your Bic, then it became mm-hmm. Flick Your Bic. And honestly, after those two campaigns, uh, they were like, we're on to something. And the big company, I think owned by, no, I'm not going to say who they were owned by because I don't want to misquote, uh, decided to become a disposable company. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to specialize in disposable items. And the easiest uh, resource and cheapest resource at that time and even today was plastics. So the majority of our disposable items are made from plastics. Those plastics come from uh, the petroleum industry and that fossil fuel industry that we cited earlier that is so responsible for um, the greenhouse gases. These greenhouse gases and the CO2. Go ahead. And that's the petroleum jelly. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it is a byproduct, you know okay. that, right? And they so, tell you to use it for everything. Yes, and you. <laughs> here's the thing. They're, they're, the Petroleum industry has its place, uh, and I don't want to just sit here and discredit the petroleum industry because there are huge benefits to plastics, um, and there, there, there are plastics that are – Huge. In, there in, are, in, but I think they could be made more biodegradable and they can. use hemp products they, to well, do it with. Let me let me let me get into that. Let me get into that. So so yes, um, that's the next company I want to own. the The real secret is um, it's not in plastics themselves; it's the disposable plastics Correct. that we use, and we use them every day. Um, and then we think that they are just going to disappear, but they're not, and there's only a few things that happen to them. One, um, they're mined uh, from from the fossil fuels that emits greenhouse gases. They're processed into polymers. That polymer uh, polymerification, whatever it's called, process emits greenhouse gases. As they degrade, which primarily happens in landfills, they emit greenhouse gases. Okay, so just to put this into perspective, plastic was invented. Uh, by Lou, or, I'm sorry, Leo Bakeland uh, in 1907. Okay, so not much more than a hundred years ago, uh, plastic has literally reshaped the landscape of our Earth in that hundred years. So put that into perspective. I mean, that's that, that's a that's a, not even a blink, even in human ev- evolution, uh, that's made this huge difference. So, tons of alternatives, which Dee and I are going to s- discuss here in a minute. But before we do that, here's here's what I'm going to challenge you as a listener listening to this. I would challenge you for the next two weeks, every time you touch a piece of single-use disposable plastic, ask yourself, do I need this? Or is there an alternative that I could do, right, to not use this plastic and not even necessarily purchase this product? Uh, a lot of what we think we need isn't necessarily what we need, right? I'm not going to get too into that because I don't want to disparage any products. Yeah, but man, it's hard. You go to the grocery and everything's filled with, I mean, plastic is everywhere, right. everything. It's horrible. I agree. 
but we recycle. You can start. Well, and here's here's the thing. Recycling is good. Um, less than 9% of the plastic that has been created no. has, has been recycled. Um, most of it ends up in landfills, in the oceans, or incinerated. And when it's incinerated, that's a big problem. It's even worse. Yes. I mean, those gases it creates from being incinerated is even worse. So take two weeks, ask yourself if there's an alternative, and then start engaging that. Start start using that in your lifestyle. I mean, how big of an inconvenience is it to bring your own bags to the grocery? How big of an inconvenience is it to use, to buy milk in a paper container as opposed to a plastic container? Is there an alternative product to the pl- piece of plastic in your hand that isn't plastic? I mean, I bought brats last weekend, right, for a treat. Mm-hmm. If you, you can, I know I was bad. You can, I mean, you can <laughs> no, go to, you, you can go it. to the deli. You can, you can buy plastic wrap yeah. brats or you can, or you can go to the deli counter and get them wrapped in paper and they're fresher and, That's you know, true. and better. And, better. and, 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 you know, we don't, we, we we're so wrapped up in the convenience because we're trained to wrapped up to be wrapped up in that convenience because we're sold on that. Oh, this is going to save you time. Well, time to do what? To work more, to do more, to buy more, and not leave an earth for your it's, family and and and, kids, and then there's not yeah and then there's nothing left. I mean, what are we doing? What are we saving well, all this that, time for? You know what, Matt? Though that that brings up something for me because one thing that really bugs me and don't get me wrong, I get it. This whole when you order something online and they put it in all this pretty packaging and it's pretty and it's like this whole big reveal and they're they're doing it in CBD companies too. I've seen it. I'm just like, what a waste. I can't stand that. It irritates the bejeebies out of me because we get our products in boxes. We reuse those same boxes. Now, have I had to buy some boxes, bigger sizes? Of course. But we, we try to reuse things that get shipped to us and reuse that for when we ship our products out. I've just, since I started this company, that I've been all about that. I cannot stand that packaging, that pretty packaging. Like, whoop-dee-doo-dah, you open it up and it's pink paper or whatever, and it's got this special, what, it, that is just going to go in the landfill into the trash. Are you going to reuse that with somebody else's logo on it? No. But right. you can take one of our boxes and reuse it for something. Right. So right. that that's just always been one of my little pet peeves and when it, even when it comes to this industry too cuz I see that all the time. Well, it's every industry because it is. It, it's it we've really mar- It's that consumerism. Right. Oh, you got to market it to us and make it look pretty or we won't want to buy it. Why? 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 Because that's that's the culture we've created. I know, and it's insane. And, and arguably, that's the culture that the corporations we choose to worship over all things have created. Uh, with right? with the branding, um, with and don't get me wrong, and you I, pay I am more, you I am a student of too. branding. I know we both are. We do our marketing, <laughs> we do our branding, but at the same time, it's like that kind of stuff is ridiculous, right? And and we're we're allowing ourselves to be led by by these corporations um, unwittingly without thought um, to poisoning the very things that allow us to live. Um, you know, we're 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 so consumed right now with how much we're we're loved and what people think about us and how we're identified and how we identify and how we interface with our reality and hypersensitive ultra tolerance but there's really no thought about 
what's killing us. Right. We're, we're, we're so, we're so hypersensitive not to step on each other's toes, but we're more than willing to buy products that are killing each other right. and killing ourselves without, without and a second oh, thought. Let, let me buy from this company because it comes mailed to me in this pretty little package with, and I get to open it and it's pretty. With, That's so dumb. Without, Sorry, but without it is. a thought. Um, dumb. We're being trained to lose sight of the of, of the things that are really important to our survival, mm-hmm. not to how we feel. Because guess what? When you're dead, you're <laughs> not going to feel much of anything. Yeah. Um, and neither uh, are 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 your cho- the future of our the future generations, uh, which won't exist. Yeah. So um, anyway, to, to get back to the statistic that you were speaking of earlier. Uh, since 1950, approximately 9.1 billion tons of plastic has been produced. Uh, 6.9 billion tons of that uh, has become waste. Nine uh, percent has beca- has been recycled, um, and the rest ends up in the landfills and the oceans. I feel really bad about this pen right now in my hand. So, uh, you, but here's the I thing. Go to pencils. Here's the thing. You, you, it, there's no point in feeling bad because we, we're we're all to blame. There is no, I'm not, I'm in, I'm in no position to shake my finger at anyone because I am as guilty as anyone, right? We're, we're, we all need to share in this. And, and, and there is no point in feeling guilty. There's no point in feeling bad. There's only a point in acknowledging the problem and doing what you can to fix it, doing what we can to fix it. And again, in, in engaging that thought, uh, that independent thought, not, oh, I'm going to buy this because I know this brand and I saw this brand on TV. Yeah. Um, Their boxes are pretty. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I'm attracted to the packaging. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway. Um, things we can do to help. Yeah. Things we can do to help. One, uh, the plastics, right? I, I, and, and by the way, I Use love. Recyclable water yes. bottles. Hello. That was a big scam, by the way, y'all. Recycle. Buying them <laughs> water bottles. Such a scam. Recyclable wa- uh, uh, containers mm. are huge. Um, substituting glass products for plastic products is huge. Even when you recycle pr- uh, plastics, they're still going to give off carbon dioxide. All these organic uh, alternatives now, they're doing uh, polymer strands from starch, mm-hmm. whey protein, uh, you know, different fuel corn hemp all mm. of these things that's awesome and that that eliminates the co2 emissions from the mining but guess what it does not emish, uh, eliminate the co2 emissions from the creation of the polymer and the breaking down of the polymer right so unfortunately while that's a better alternative that's really not the answer um re, uh, reusable shopping bags which we already mentioned mm. uh there's plastic additives out there that are, again, uh, can be added to all different types of plastic that actually biodegrade the plastic, uh, that solves the landfill problem, doesn't solve the CO2 problem. Uh, they're making plastics out of grape waste. They're making, uh, there's a really cool new product out now called Liquid Wood. Uh, I don't know a ton about the application, but it's made from uh, excess wood fibers, very easily could be made from hemp fiber. Mm. Um uh, great product, uh, kind of new on the market. Um, versatile. PHA polystyrenes, PLA poly- polystyrenes, all 
different phases of biodegradable. We actually need to be a little careful when we get into these biodegradable plastics uh, because one of the major concerns and the major fight with these biodegradable plastics or plastics with biodegradable additives are that once uh, they are added to the market, if they accidentally get into recycling, um, that could cause a major problem with recycled products that uh, biodegrade uh, prematurely. And, oh, and cause issues there. That so makes sense. some thought process needs to go out there, but really reuse products and getting out of the disposable culture that we're, that we've uh, been in for the last 70 years yeah. is going to, I think, be key. I love what we're doing with the, the, the solar panels, wind panel, or uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, the, the wind turbines, mm-hmm. huge stuff going on in there. Uh, we're headed in the right d- direction. What's being ignored is is our single use culture, right? Uh, and and honestly, Matt, I mean, I know we're not going to really get into that, um, but even electric cars, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> there's a lot of mining for that lithium that has to go on, and those batteries are not super biodegradable either. I think there needs to be an alternative to fuel, as far as the fossil fuel goes, and I'm sure that's coming along because <coughs> biofuel, um, but. Well, I know we, you and I both here, briefly discussed it. Here's the problem: I have to buy a whole new engine for hemp. Uh, again, when 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 you use a biomass fuel, that's great. You're eliminating the mining process. You're not eliminating the emissions. I know. Unfortunately, you're still then emitting the same shit into bikes. the air that you did. I'm you got an electric car. That's awesome. Where's that electricity coming from? Exactly. If it's coming from a fossil fuel based plant, you are. Um, you're still contributing mm-hmm. to the issue. You're just uh, offsetting it, I know. Uh, which is unfortunate. And but just to give you a, st- a statistic, I think um, in oh, I had it here and I lost it. But anyway, it happens. It, it's something like uh, uh, in, in the next ten years, uh, the the emissions from plastic processing will be the equivalent of of 295 brand new power plants up and running in the atmosphere pumping uh, pump pumping uh, CO2. I heard a statistic that Zoom helped the environment more than anything else that we've done in the past, I don't know, 5 or 10 years just by eliminating all these people driving to meetings when they could just have it virtually online. I thought that was huge. I'm like, "Way to go, Zoom." I wasn't even planned. That's not even why they did it. But, I mean, it makes sense to me. Half the meetings you can have virtually. Mm, I like those. I get to sit at my desk and be comfortable. So, you know. Yes. And and while I agree with that, I also think it's uh, that's important, but it's also important to not lose sight of one another as a community. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 the bad thing that the COVID, COVID blah, 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 a bad thing that the COVID epidemic did uh, to our, our world was, one, way push the single-use culture, right? Because nobody wanted to reuse anything because it could have COVID. Mm. Uh, so we really got in the habit of using shit once, throwing it away. We were encouraged to do that. Um, most of those products, by the way, were plastic. Um, we moved to Zoom. I agree. Uh, if you don't have to travel, that's great, uh, especially for something as arbitrary as a as a meeting. Which, let's face it, most meetings in corporate America are bottom line driven, and how can we make more money? 
mm-hmm. uh, which don't get me wrong, is necessary. We all need it to survive, uh, but we can't get lost in that. Uh, what we can get lost in is not communing with one another. And part of communing with one another is, is what makes us great human beings and what helps us share ideas. Uh, and I, I think that being in physical presence of, uh, of one another, one is good for us psychologically. It's healthy. Um, it, it shows things about one another through body language and, and just closeness that you cannot get through a screen. I'll give so you I, that. I think there's something to be said about that, even though I think it's really important uh, to be conscious of the environment when it's not. We necessary. always need to be conscious, of we, the, conscientious of the environment. We just can't lock ourselves in our basement or our office. I could to do that. <laughs> it's not healthy. Maybe not. It's not. It's not. And that's what. And that's where we lose sight because that. That's where the. Yeah. The. We we, we we don't engage independent thought, and then we start listening to the media, and then we're consumed. Yep, and we could talk about this topic for more than one episode, and we may have to come back about it. But, you know, just to wrap everything up, guys, think, think before you use, reuse it, recycle. Don't buy from a company that just has pretty plastics for you to um, unwrap and unmarvel and you know, just think we got to help save our generations, our future generations, our kids, kids, maybe still have a world to live in. Just food for thought. Well said, Didi. Mm-hmm. And, and please try that challenge. Go two weeks. Just think about it. Mm-hmm. Think about it. Think about what you can do differently to make that difference uh, because every bit counts. It really does. Thank you all for listening. Always welcome your feedback. Keep it empty out there. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Hemp and Happiness with the Hemp Queen and Emperor. Keep your mind ever open and expanding. Like, subscribe, review, follow us, all the good stuff. And keep keep it it hempy out out there. there.